The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is The Drive with A.D. and Raph. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, everybody, we are back again. This is The Drive on 93.7 The Ticket. It is Monday, Monday, Monday. Going to be 78 degrees today. Awesome. Yep, I'm golfing. Decision made. Wow. Decision made. (laughs) Yeah, that's easy. All right, history, 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 history. 1935. The New York Yankees release Babe Ruth. He signs with the Boston Braves. Boston Braves. Huh. But that's, I mean, releasing Babe Ruth, I mean, that's like saying, that's like the Yankees. Well, Derek Jeter, it was a good ride, I don't but wanna, we got to release you. Yeah, I don't want to be that GM. You have to wonder <laughs> what it was like for Yankees fans on that day. You know, I mean, seeing him go, I mean, that is the heart of your organization. The salt and the swat. Like I said, the great Bambino. Don't want to be the GM. <laughs> I don't want to be that personnel person. Have to go in that locker room, and then obviously you have to make the the statement to the reporters, even a reporter, because even back then, you talking about what nineteen thirty five? Thirty five, yeah. A reporter probably slap you. <laughs> like yeah. I said, it was no, you know, it was it was a respect, and so people at during you know people at that time, and it was old school. So a reporter might have slapped the GM yeah. just because, like, what are you doing? Like, what? You let Babe you? go. That guy, yeah, I mean, the guy. Bye, babe. <laughs> but uh, no, but yeah, it's just uh, cool. I mean, yeah. Interesting. Nineteen eighty nine. Uh oh, I was twelve, thirteen. Nah, eighty nine. You'd have been thirteen. Thirteen. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I was thirteen years old. That's when Batman started. There was a, <laughs> there was a new owner in town for the Dallas Cowboys. His Ooh. name was Jerry Jones. Wow. And he went in. That dude. And he fired. Tom Landry, after 29 years of being the Dallas Cowboys head coach. Yep. Now, that was shockwaves because yeah. Tom Landry was the Dallas Cowboys. The sh- the, Up until that moment. The fedora, the shadow over old Cowboys stadium. And Jerry Jones went in and said, see you later. You yeah. got to go. And I lived that and seeing that as a kid. Yeah, Cowboy fans were upset. Oh, yeah. I mean – for the sports channels, I was still we were still in California. I was watching local news, and it was like you would have thought they had just lost what what they were. They were losing. They weren't having a good season. They were average seasons, about five hundred seasons at that time. And I remember, you know, it was just like because I was a Forty ers fan. This all over the media. It was just like you would have thought it was in a, you know something way worse than just the Cowboys losing a, a legendary <laughs> head coach. Well, I think the Cowboys fans too. I think they were just upset of the way the way it was handled. Like it was just so. Business. It, it was so cutthroat. Yeah. It was like it was like Coach Solich. It's like, hey, let's slip a note under your door saying you're fired, you know, yeah. something like that. You know, it's but yeah. it was so but that was one thing as the years have went on, Jerry Jones has really went on to kind of remedy that. Like if you go to the new stadium now, there's a huge Tom Landry statue. Yeah. And they, I mean, they he knew. But yeah, so but at the time when that happened, it was like, What is going on right now? But Jerry had a plan. He knew that he'd be calling Jimmy Johnson up down there at the University of Miami and 
yep. away they went. But actually, the first season they hired Jimmy Johnson, one in one in fifteen. So, yep, one year. in fifteen. It was rough. Yep. Um, but Jerry Jones, like you said, business plan already, you know, enacted. That was the first step, yep. first big step, first tough step. And he knew that he would probably get a lot of backlash. But since then, been kind of a guy that in the NFL history of the business side has been a trendsetter. Some good, some good stuff for. Uh, I say a lot of good stuff for ownership around the league for all 32, but then for the player's sake, sometimes good, sometimes like, what are y'all doing, you know, as owners? Because we, you know, we all do this thing together as players too. So that was like a thing when I got into the league where everybody, like players that obviously played for him, loved him to death because that was his team. That was their team, kind of their boss. But then outside, he was one of the guys that was like taking owners and like this was their group over here and then players were over here, you know, in terms of like we talking about union and all that type of stuff, players union. And then he, it felt like he was one of those guys that was trying to go against us instead of working with us yeah. in terms of uh, pay, in terms of benefits and all that. So that was something that was like, when I first got in NFL in 1998, it was like big things, like not a lot, a lot not, not a lot of players like Jerry Jones, other than yeah. the players that played for Cowboys. Yeah. That was about it. Who um so while while you were playing was there like a certain ownership group or team ownership that was talked about amongst the league as, league as being one of the better ones or somebody that so they were so Cowboys was one of the better ones it's just um, unfortunately that he rubbed players and the players association the wrong way where he was like the ringleader yep. between the teams that were winning at that time so we had Cowboys we had Forty ers who else was still winning or was winning? You know, Pittsburgh, I remember not too long after that, they got to the Super Bowl. Yep. So those organizations, Packers, were, were were being kind of piled together saying, hey, they're having meetings without everybody being there. Yep. And that's where the players felt like, wait a minute, you can't leave us out of this equation because, yep. but not for you, we're not here and vice versa. If we're not doing what we're doing as players, yep. then the organizations can't can't float. And like right now, and, and it took years to where now – we're talking. We'll, we'll be talking a little bit about what the uh, league is doing, yep. and we'll talk about it here in a few segments. I don't want to, you know, disregard <laughs> that or like go into that right now. But to get to where this thing is at, what we're about to talk about, it took them. When I say them, owners like Jerry Jones to understand. Oh, wait a minute. We gotta. We can't. We can't control them. We gotta basically let them speak, feel, hear what they're saying. And then a knowledge because now player benefits for former players like myself and then stuff for current players while they're playing is there now that are in place because now they're working together and not yep. se- separating apart, basically. Nice. Yep. And you forgot the Broncos, too. They were pretty pretty <laughs> yeah, successful. Broncos. And you got yep. into the league. Just uh, got to remember the glory of the No, 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 no. I was talking about <laughs> yeah, when I he know, got hired I in 89. No, they were still good then because they went. They had John Elway then. We were good. John was on the road in the early 90s, too, and the late 90s. He was he had it going for a while. I'm hanging on to the glory years. You're, you're always you're always bringing the Broncos in in some way. No, so you, have, you have to. He's a fan. He you have to. to. You have to. Yeah. All right. And then we got a couple birthdays today. Born in 1887. One of my personal favorites here. Grover Cleveland Alexander. And the reason why I always bring up Grover Cleveland Alexander is he's from St. Paul, Nebraska. He was born wow. in Elba, Nebraska, actually, but he's he lived and is buried in St. Paul, Nebraska. He went out, won 300 and I think it was like over 330 games, maybe more than that. Hall of Fame pitching career. Ended up going back in the 50s, living in um, St. Paul. Wow. And Simpleness. It all goes back to your roots. Yeah. It's crazy, though. Think that you went out and you're pitched at Wrigley Field and all these old stadiums, and next you know you're back in St. Paul and lived out the rest of your life there. So I like that. 
Simple. So Grover Cleveland Alexander, old Pete is what they called him. And then born in 1973, he was a running back from San Diego State. Any guesses? Ooh, San Diego State. Oh, that's a born in 73. Born in 1973, Hall of Fame running back, played at San Diego State. Oh, man. So he would have gotten it around San Diego 94-ish. Mm, you guys are going to kick yourself when I tell you. I know somebody I know because I know yep. all the running backs in the league and college football ranks. I just that the San Diego State. I, I could do. I, should I do the Chris Berman? Yeah, go for it. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Oh, Marshall oh. Falk. Marshall Falk. Because you don't hear San Diego State a whole lot these days. And the only reason you heard San Diego State back when <laughs> I was playing because of that <laughs> Marshall day right Falk. there. Uh, Marshall Falk. Yeah, he was one of the guys that right before me, you know, before I get, got here, um, I was I was watching him on thir- uh, Thursday Night Football when oh. ESPN started doing it. And getting those games, I mean, he was he, – he didn't run people over. Yep. But he he was like another Barry Sanders. And then on top of it, he caught the ball out the backfield. That's something Barry didn't get a chance to do a whole lot. Yep. run screen plays. And then when you saw him running routes just as good and catching the ball just as good as wide receivers, I was like, man. I said, like, okay. I said, I got to do that now. Yep. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right, I know what a running back looks because I studied Walter Payton at that time and – Bo Jackson, I was like, all right, got to be fast. Got to be able to run through people. And then when I saw Marshall Falk come up, I'm like, but I was like, wait a minute. I know this other dude named Roger Craig. He caught the ball off the backfield pretty good for the 49ers and us, but you definitely got to catch the ball. Yep. Then if I get an opportunity to go this level, you know, when I, to get me to college level and other other running backs, like, man, we got to catch the ball. Like, and so he did his special. No, Nebraska, Nebraska tried to recruit him. Yeah. For, mm-hmm. But they, they wanted him to play defensive back. Yeah, corner. So he said – he said, I think I'm going to go to San Diego State and see how that works out. Yeah, well, yeah. So. I was like, when I heard that, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, come on. That was like, same thing, not letting me play baseball. Come on, coaches. Come on, guys. Hey, maybe we still get that year of eligibility, right? What do you say? I, I, oh, think, yeah. I think you get more than one year. I think, you, I think this <laughs> I can happen. I don't think I age out in baseball because baseball, you could play forever. You know, as long as you stay Does healthy. J.R. Smith, I, I knew there was someone that did yeah. that that went back. and yeah. I think it's North Carolina AT&T where he's hacked because I think I remember. A&T. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hastings College. There you go. That's what, an hour away? Yeah. yeah hour 15, that. you can do that. Yeah, that's uh, Coach Osborne's hometown. I know he could pull some strings. <laughs> this needs to be done. I'm on Green wants to play baseball. You've got a team if out not, there. If not, I'll settle for the show on Xbox <laughs> or PlayStation. Ooh. <laughs> maybe the Salt Dogs can well, sign you to do a little contract. That would be awesome for a day. I'm on. A little independent ball. <laughs> a little, little. Play like, uh, like a week, like a two-week contract or something. There you go. Yep. Just yep. get one hit. That'll settle. That'll that. settle my 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 uh. Where I always give Coach Osborne and Coach Solis a hard time about me not playing baseball during spring ball. Yeah, this has to that'll happen. Set, that'll settle that. If I'll Brett J- that. if Brett Jody's listening, Brett, <laughs> we need a two week contract from on. There we go. And, and DP knows. Those and guys. this isn't yeah. an honorary contract. This is yeah. one he wants to play. Yeah, I'll be in shape. I said, just put me at first base. Yeah. There you go. I'm a lefty. Boom. Quick from the shortstop and the second baseman. And we're breaking news right here today. I'm on green. Wants to play baseball. If you've got a team, uh, can I be your agent? Do you still have an agent? Uh, I'm pretty, I could handle that. Can myself. I be your baseball agent? <laughs> I, I think I can handle that myself. I, I don't oh. know how things I just, I wanna be your, I just want to be your baseball agent. I won't even take a cut. I just I just want to say that I'm your baseball agent. Oh, you just wanna, I, yeah, I'll just be like, I'm on mom's baseball agent. Give me a call. There you go. We'll hook something up. Can't hurt to add it to the resume. Yeah, we could do this as a fundraising thing, too. Yeah. Ooh. This needs yeah. to be done. 
Yeah, we gotta get that work. Let's get a petition okay. going. I mean, a one one game, one game, two games against yep. Salt Dogs. And if I get a hit, like for either a hit depending between second base, first base, second base, third, or home run, then it's more you can add on. If if I had a home run, yeah, you'll donate this money or whatever. We yeah. figure out. We can figure out something. Yeah, this has to happen. So if you got a baseball team, let us know. I'm Amon's agent. I take zero percent of the cut. All right. We'll throw it to break. This is the drive. 93.7 the ticket. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to cut. I'll be like At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.